Good morning, Grace Hills. Hey, it's a good day. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I say this on every holiday, right? We're into fall break. And if you are here this morning, I like to say that you are the truly spiritual ones. And so consider yourself the lucky ones. You, you got a special mansion in heaven. We'll say that. It's not biblical, but it's Joshua, so we'll just say it. Uh, and we'll go for that this morning. Uh, so thankful. Yeah, we bring that up. We're going we're gonna to talk for a few minutes today about knowing God. And making room for God in your life. Everybody say, knowing God, God. making room for him. The reason we're going to talk about this is because um, God wants to have a relationship with you. Well, you know what God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to know you. And if you think of Christianity so many times the way we think of it as a list of rules, Right? Or we think of it as a moral code that you got to live by. Or we think of it as fire insurance that when I die, I really don't want to go to hell. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a Christian for this thing. So that way I can have a little bit of fire insurance on the back end. Or maybe as a way to live a moral life. If that's the way that you think of Christianity, you have completely missed it. That's not what it is at all. In reality, that kind of thinking, when we look at the Bible, is the everything that Jesus stood against. Jesus was not about religion, but he was about knowing God, having a relationship with God. You think about the Pharisees, right, who were the religious leaders at the time. And they were, what did they have? They had a lot of rules. They had a lot of boundaries. They had these things. But the thing that they missed and the thing that Jesus came out of was that they had all these rules. They had all these things, but they didn't know God. They didn't have this relationship, this walking with God. Jesus is not about religion. God's desire, here's the thing, is this, is for you to have a relationship with God. I'll tell you, I had to deal with this thinking in my life a couple years ago. So I was up in Montana and I went up there to go do some fly fishing at this kind of men's retreat thing. And so we were out in the woods and we were doing, I'm going to move this. Y'all are going to laugh at me, but it's always on this left side. And if it's on the right side, that throws me off. I don't know why, but I keep looking at it and going, why is that on my right side? Um, But I was in Montana and I was fly fishing. And we were doing these things where we'd go at campfire and we'd talk a little bit about Jesus and we'd have these conversations about God. And... Uh, and then we'd go off and there's these moments where we'd go for walks and we'd pray and different things. And I remember there was this one moment, it's kind of at the end of the week, and I went for this walk. And uh, we were on this walk and, and we were just supposed to just talk to God. And so I was just talking to God. I was just airing out some of the things I was walking through. And I remember there was this, there's this moment that really changed my life. And I was walking with God and, and I was just thinking on my life and thinking how I was operating, thinking of my mindsets. And I just felt the Lord put in my heart. And I felt him say this to me is this, is that I have a mindset of an employee instead of having a mindset of a son. And that's how I was interacting with God. And I think about the way that I was interacting with God is I loved God, right? I, I've served God. My whole entire life has been devoted to serving God. Ever since I was a kid, my parents, they raised us up in church and I've served God and I've loved God. I've done all the right things. I've, I've been, you know, I would go to all the Christian camps. I would do all these things. I lived my life in ministry for years. I've been in ministry doing all these things, went to school, knew all these things about God, right? But my mindset was that I was an employee serving God instead of really having the mindset that God was my father. And even more than what I could do for him, he cared about knowing me. 
And it wasn't just about the things that I could do, the things that I could accomplish, the ways that I could further him, but that he wanted to know me. And the whole purpose of today is for you to grasp in your heart and your mind and in your emotions and your life, right? That God's desire is to have a relationship with you. And I'd say this, that I think so many times in church, we say that, uh, I think maybe, maybe some of you in here have heard that. And I, when I was growing up, right, we, my, my dad was a preacher, right? He taught that over and over and over. I heard it 500 times. I, you know, in our family life, I knew all those things. And I, if you would have asked me, I would have said, hey, everything is about relationship, not about relationship. I would have said that, but I will tell you that the way that I still process and the way I still live my life is I'm, I'm doing all these things, but I, it was focused on what I could do versus who I knew. I want to tell you today that God wants to know you. God's desire is to have a relationship with you. A couple of verses that I want to share with you that I think are so good that begin to point us in this direction. John 17, 3, I love it. It says this, and it says, and this is the way to have eternal life. And I love that he sums it up this way. He says, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. It's about to know God, that as you put your faith in God, that you know him. In Hosea 6, 3, uh, there's this prophet that's writing, and for a minute, he talks to God, and then at the back end, God speaks back to us. And I love this dichotomy of what he says towards God, and then what God says back. Hosea 6, 3, he says this. He says, oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. And then I love this part. He says, he will respond to us as surely as the arrival of the dawn or the coming of the rains in early spring. He says, I want you, that we would know God. We're gonna press into him. And then he says, and I'm gonna tell you what, as sure as that sun's gonna come up tomorrow, if you seek after God, you will find him. All throughout the Bible, we see these verses that says, when you seek God, he will make sure that you find him. He's saying, oh, that we would seek God and know him and have a relationship with him. And then on the back end, I love what God says back to him in Hosea 6, 6. He says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. What is he saying? It's about the relationship with me. It's not all about religion and the things that we do. It's not about the sacrifices, the religious sacrifices that we make, but it's about knowing him. He says, I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. He's saying everything is not about religion. It's not about the, the church. It's not about these things, but it's where the root core thing is all about relationship. And the reality is that so many of us live our lives, right? In practicality, so many of us live our lives in a mindset of religion rather than a mindset of relationship. Let me help you see the difference. I'll show you this. I broke my hand, so I had Casey write it on the board. And so I said, I already have some bad homeschool writing anyways. And then with a broken hand, you guys would be like, what does that say? So we got this up here. Here's what I want you to understand is that the idea of the difference between religion and relationship. Right, if we're living in a religion, a mindset of religion, or a mindset of relationship. We have a mindset of religion. Here's how the process goes. The idea is that we do right, and so I gotta come out, I gotta live my life, I gotta do the right things, and I try to accomplish things so that, right, after I do right, that I can be right with God, that God will like me, that God will have a relationship with me, so that as I'm right with God now then, that I can have a relationship with him. And that's the way that we think. Everything is rooted in religion about the beginning with me. 
that I've got to do right, I've got to live right, I've got to be these ways. And then when I do that, then I will be right with God. And then, right, out of that flows relationship. And I'll be honest, I think so many of us, whether we admit it or not, maybe you're spiritual and you won't want to admit it, but I think a lot of times we would, never, we would say, we don't live this way, but in reality, when we look at the practice of our lives, we think the mindset that we live in, we think the way that we view God, religion, so many times is how we fall into life. But what I love is this, is that relationship with God is completely different. And what does it say? It means this. Relationship says that you are made right when you put your faith in God. That you are made right, that, that you have a right relationship with him so that, right, because of your faith that you're made right with God so that you can have a relationship with him, which is the basis of it all here, right, so that you can begin to live a transformed life. And the difference is here we say, I've got to begin to figure it out and live a transformed life so that way I can be right with God so then I can have a relationship. And he says, no, that ain't how it works, right? You're made right through your faith and then you begin to have a relationship and then out of that flows a transformed life. And when you grasp this, here's the truth, everything changes. Because when you live this way, your life is just constant exerting. Constant trying to figure out how to make God like you. Constant worry, constant fear. But when you figure this out, man, it gives you so much freedom and peace and joy in your life that you realize that it's about my faith, not what I've done. Right, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says that, that it says that I am saved not by my works, but by my faith. And then it says, so that I can begin to do good things that God called me to do. That is that I'm made right with God by my faith. And then I have this relationship with him. And then out of that relationship begins to flow a transformed life. See, a lot of times we believe in relationship, but we live our lives stuck in a mindset of religion. I've been there. And we find ourselves stuck in this machine of trying to live our lives right so we can be close to God. Now, here's what I want you to understand. This is the little bit of balancing in here. I'll give you a little bit of balance. Is sometimes, right, in culture, I'll be honest with you, culture has this idea of we're gonna stop right here, right? You're made right, you have a relationship, and there's none of this. I wanna say, the, the still part of here, that you, God wants you to live a transformed life, but the difference is where does it come? Because if it tries to come here, it ain't ever gonna happen but it's when it flows out of your relationship that things begin to change. Rather than being close to God and letting him transform us, that's what we've got to begin to do. Here's, here's what scripture teaches, Colossians 3.10. I love this scripture. It says this. It says, put on your new nature. In other words, try to live a transformed life. Be different. And then he says, and be renewed as you learn to what? Know your creator and become like him. It doesn't say as you all of a sudden get enough stamina to white knuckle things so that way you can be right and then God will all of a sudden like you, that you have enough just self-control that you can power through it and then all of a sudden God will like you. But he says, no, it says you know him. And the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life and begins to change you and you begin to know him and begin to be like him that things begin to change. So the question for you today is, it's simple as this, is how do we shift out of a religion mindset into a relationship mindset? Because I think that's where we get caught up. If we're honest, I think the challenge is, right, is we wanna be here. A lot of us may have the knowledge and we may say, hey, this looks great, 
But our lives, if we're really living like this, how do we make the transition? How do we make the change? How do we begin to do that? And the reason why we have to make this shift is because if the enemy can get us in a mindset of religion, what he'll do is he'll rob us of the joy and the peace and the guidance and the rest and the grace that comes through relationship. See, everything in Christianity, when you think about it, is rooted in relationship. We think, I think the world, what the world would say is that Christianity is rooted in laws, rooted in, in rules, rooted in what you do, right? That's what the world would say when they look out from an outside perspective. That's what they would say Christianity is. But when we really look at what Jesus teaches, everything in Christianity is rooted in relationship. You think about grace, right? Grace isn't about what you've done. Bible says it's the opposite. It's not about what you've done, not that you're perfect, not that you've got all these things done, but that God loved you so much and that when you have this, when you come to him, you put your faith in him, you have a relationship and he begins to save you and that's grace. It's rooted in a relationship, not, not what you do. You think about peace. If your peace was rooted in what you do, that's going to be a really bad place. Like if I think about my life and it's about how good I am and what I accomplish and how I do these things, if that's what my peace is rooted in, that's, that's gonna be a disaster, right? But in Christianity, it says that we have peace through Jesus. And what is it about? That we have a father who loves us, who cares about us. It says, I care about you as a son and a daughter and you can rest in me and you can have peace in this relationship because you know that I love you, I care about you, I'm for you and I stand by you. That's the difference right? You think about the rest that we have. It's all rooted in relationship. Even the instructions, right? We understand that there's instructions also. There's, there's things that God tells us to do, commandments. What are those? Those are even rooted in relationship. Because when you understand once again that he's a good father who loves you, who cares about you, these aren't things to keep you in line and to smack you down, but these are things that says, hey, I love you. I know how I made you. I know what you're created to be. These rules here are here to protect you and help you and see you launch into the purpose and calling and living the way that I've called you to do, which will bring you joy and peace and restoration and all of these things. See, everything is rooted in relationship. But what the enemy wants to do is he wants to get you so stuck over here in religion that it destroys all of that. And you live in this place of emotional distress on a roller coaster of emotions, Phil. Because when things are dependent on you, right? Sometimes you do good and you're like, eh, I got this thing figured out. And then you feel, I realize you don't. And then you think you got some good stuff and then you don't. And you're on this roller coaster of emotions, this roller coaster of life, roller coaster of everything, and it destroys you. So, how do we make the shift? How do we make that shift from religion to relationship? And this is what I would tell you today. I want to give you something real simple. I think will help us so much, and it's this, is that the way that we do this is we prioritize making room for God in your life by spending time with him, not just doing things for him. Sounds simple, right? Sounds so simple, but I guarantee you it'll change your life. See, that's the shift that I had to make. I, I, when I, like I was saying, I had this mindset of employee. I'm going to do things for God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to run to the nth degree. I'm going to do all these things. I was in church. I was serving church. I was doing all these things. I was doing all the things that needed to be done. But on the back end, where was I missing it? I was missing the relationship. I was missing the relationship. Well, where do we see this in the Bible? We see it in Jesus. 
right? Jesus is our example of what a perfect relationship, right, with God the Father looked like. He was in perfect connection with the Father. He had this right, perfect relationship. But what's unique about Jesus is that in all the different gospel accounts that tell the story, these different writers all made an emphasis to say that Jesus purposefully, intentionally, at times, went away to spend time with God. He didn't just have, rest on his laurels. He didn't just rest in these things, but he made time to spend time with his father. You think about it in difficult times, he did it. Uh, you think about the moment where he was in the garden and he's about to go to the cross, right? This is a moment where he is in distress, this moment where he's sweating um, and, and he's praying and asking God if there's any other way to do this, could we do it that way? Like he's in this moment of a real life challenge, about to endure the cross, about to take on the sins of the world. And what does he do in that moment? In distress, what is his reaction? To go and spend time with his father. You think about moments when he's tired. After the story, after he feeds the 5,000, the Bible says that he goes up on the side of the mountain to pray. What is he doing? And when he's tired and he's wore out and he's lost, he goes to pray with his father. When he's grieving, when his cousin, John the Baptist, gets murdered, the Bible says that he begins to try to go away. There's things like, think about this before, impactful moments when he calls the disciples or these big teaching moments, the Bible says that he gets away to spend time with his father. What is Jesus doing? He's intentionally making space to spend time with his father. And I tell you, that's a thing for us. We live in a crazy, busy, hard world. And I'll tell you what it is very easy for us to do is to get so busy just trying to stay afloat, to just keep things in order, to just keep things going, that what we end up falling into, whether we realize it or not, is religion because we begin to lose the relationship, but we're still doing the things and that's where the challenge comes in. I think for some, and I'll say this, I think for some of you in here, maybe that whole idea of you spending time with God seems a little weird, seems a little foreign. And you're like, you're saying spend time with God? Like, that's a little strange. Like, I don't even know what you're, like, you're talking about here. But here's what I want you to understand. It's so simple. What Jesus shows us is that spending time with God is not hard or strange, but it's you just getting away to talk to God about whatever you're going through. I think so many times with prayer, we feel like prayer's got to be these big performative actions where if I'm going to come to God, I've got to say the right words. I've got to have the right things. Uh, and that's not it at all. You think about how you talk to your dad. If you called your dad up, say you had a good dad and you called him, what are you going to, and you're walking through something, you don't feel like you got to have all these, these big, beautiful, bold things to go. I, I know sometimes when I'm going through something, I'll call my dad and I'll say, dad, I'm just trying to figure this thing out. Will you talk this out with me? Right? God's your father. He cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about your heart, your emotions. He cares about if you're going through something good, talking to you, about bad, talking to you, about your grief, about your anger. I mean, you know, sometimes there's some moments where things aren't going quite right and you can get a little ticked off. I've been in those moments. We used to live out in the country and we had this long driveway. And uh, it was this gravel, dark driveway, real creepy. And, uh, but in the middle of the night, if something was going on or I was dealing with something, I would walk on that driveway. And I remember there were some moments where I was walking and there were some things that happened and just mad, right? But you know what? God's a good father. He can take your anger. He wants your emotions. He wants what you're walking through. He wants to spend time with you. See, something powerful happens in your heart, in your emotions, in your mind, in your life when you bring the God of the universe into the conversation 
of your life. But what happens so many times for us is we get stuck over here in the busyness of religion that we miss the relationship. So here's a couple things I want you to see in what Jesus does that shows us how to have relationship. Here's a couple things I want you to grasp on. It's first this, is that get away from the noise to talk with God. Get away from the noise to talk with God. See, we live in a world where, how many know, you are just like constantly bombarded by noise. You wake up and what's the first thing you do? You check your phone, right? And you're reading what you got on there. You're checking the news. You hop in the shower and you're listening to a podcast. You get in the car and what do you got? You got the radio going and the stories of stuff going on there. You got kids running around like banshees in your house. Like that's some noise. You got TV on in the background all the time. Throughout the day, you know what really runs our lives is our cell phones. You got your phone and you're, what is running your mind is what text you've gotten, what thing you're looking at, what notification you got. And what happens in our lives is we've got this constant noise, this constant input, this constant voices, these constant things constantly coming into our day. But what's interesting about Jesus is, right, he lived in a way simpler time. He didn't have all that stuff, lived in a way simpler time, but yet he was still intentional to get away from the noise, to go away and talk with God and listen to God. He was intentional about it. And, if you, and I think about it in my life. If you think about the deep conversations that I've had, they have come in the context of intentional focus. Right, when you have deep conversations, you can't have a deep conversation when you're, you're sitting on your phone. Try to have a deep conversation with your wife while you're trying to look on your phone. That's not gonna go well, right? Right, when you, the deep, real conversations that you have is when you turn off the noise, put the phone in the pocket, put the kids to bed, and you focus on somebody intentionally and hear their heart and share your heart. My deepest conversations with Casey and my deepest conversations with God both come in the same way. When I, when I put my phone down and I go for a walk, that may not be the thing for you. The thing for me is a walk. Is that I don't, don't have stuff in my hands, don't have, don't have AirPods in. I just walking. And when I'm walking, I, I, my, I'm just able to clear and just put all my attention. And so Casey, there's times where we'll go for walks. You'll, you'll hear that probably a hundred times out of me. Anytime our story starts, it usually starts with Casey and I were on a walk. And we'll go on these walks and when, when we're able to put all the noise away, right, and we share our hearts, that deep connection comes, and we have a real deep conversation. It's the same way with God. When I go on my walks, and I pray, and I talk to God, those are the moments when I'm able to put the noise away, and I'm able to put the things aside, that I'm able to have the real deep conversations with God. And Jesus did the same thing. When you read it, here's a couple of verses, Mark 135, it says this. It says, before daybreak the next morning, here's what it says. Jesus got up and went to a what? An isolated place to pray. He didn't set in the noise, didn't set in the middle of the people, but he said, I'm gonna get away to an isolated place and talk to my father. Luke 5, 16, says the same thing. And this one I love, it says, but Jesus often, right, withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He's with his people. Everybody's coming around to hear him. He's got a lot going on, but he often withdrew by himself to talk to his father. Got away from the noise so he could hear God in his life. Connection. Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you need to like go on a big mountain walkabout to be able to find God and you gotta get a pack on and go sit in the woods for three days in a tent to be able to hear God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. But here's what I am saying. 
is that you need to find ways to escape the noise so you can speak your heart and hear from God. I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe that means going for a drive and turning off the radio and not knowing where you're going and just spending some time talking to God. Maybe it means going for a walk. Maybe it means getting up 15 minutes earlier, right? Maybe maybe it means for you putting your phone away. I don't know what it looks like, but here's what I would encourage you to do. Find a way. Find a way to engage with God. And here's what I truly believe is that we so often feel like God is silent in our lives when in reality we have so many voices cluttering our lives that we can't hear him. We got so many things coming in, so many inputs, so many things running into our lives and we're not making space for God in our lives. And so we're like, God, why are you silent? And he's like, hey, you're not spending any time with me. What I would tell you is this, right? If you want to hear from God, if you want God, you want to have a relationship, make time for it. Get away from the noise. Find a place. And I will tell you, right, the cell phone, that's going to be the hardest thing to do because we just keep coming back to it and back to it and back to it. Take a moment to set it aside and say, no, I'm going to pursue God. Because I'm going to tell you in 10 years, you're not going to care about what that notification on your phone said. But in 10 years, you're going to care about the relationship with God that you had that changed your marriage and changed your life and changed your future and changed your kids and changed everything in your life. What do you prioritize? And we'll say this, we'll say, oh, I prioritize God. But are we really? Are we really? Uh, we had a men's conference a couple weeks ago and uh, Jason Jenkins was here and he said something really good. He said that there are 96 15-minute windows in a day. 96 15-minute 96 windows in a day. And he's like, can you give God just one? You got 96 of them. Can you take one of them? One of them and say, in this one 15-minute section and window of my life, I'm gonna pour into God. And I think if we really grasped, if we really grasped how much God loves you and how powerful he is and how much he really actually wants to work in your life, I don't think this would be as hard, but I think we just get into life and, and we get going. But literally the God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you. The God who created everything wants to speak into your life. The God who knows all things, who sees all things, who is all powerful says, I want to know you. I wanna to speak to you. I wanna have a relationship with you. And if we truly grasp that, I mean, how hard would it be to say, man, I wanna devote a little time to this. Mm. I feel like uh, we've got to begin to do this. We've got to find time to escape the noise and talk with God. Here's the second thing that we see with Jesus is this. And I would say this is don't get so caught up with the good things that you miss the main thing. And I think this is the trap that we so often fall into is because we get so busy, right, doing good things. They're not bad things in our lives. We get so busy doing good things that we neglect that relationship with God. I'll give you an illustration. So Casey, uh, Casey and I uh, have a, we're married. And I remember a few years ago, back when we first got married, my love language is like acts of service. Like I'll do things for people, right? And I remember when we got married, I, when we first got married, I was remodeling our house and I was um, doing all kinds of stuff. And that's the way that I was showing her love. I was doing all these things, doing all these type of things. And I remember she came to me one day and she said, 
feel like I haven't seen you in three days. And then, and she's like, I know, I just don't feel like we're connected. I'm like, well, I'm doing all these things. Like, you see, I did this and I did this and I'm doing this for you and I'm doing this. And she says, I don't care if all those things get done. I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. And I think that's so often what we do with God, right? Is the things that we're doing aren't bad. We're running the race. We're doing these things. We're trying to do it. But when it comes to the detriment of relationship, it will come at the detriment of your life. So we get that way with God. We get so busy doing the good things that we forget the main thing. And that begins what happens, right? Is we, we come to God and we have a relationship with God and we get excited about it. And we're, we're doing good with this relationship, but we get so busy maintaining, doing these things that we slowly begin to fall into religion where it's just about what am I doing? And I'll say this, I don't think it's always intentional. Like I'm not coming and saying, oh, you're bad, you've done this and you're getting into religion, that's horrible. It's a slow fade, right? We start here and we're excited. But as we go through, if we don't pay attention, if we don't look at our lives, if we don't self-assess, then what happens and the enemy does is he slowly pulls, slowly pulls, slowly pulls and gets us into that mindset of religion. Everything you can do for God is pointless if you don't know him. That's what it's all rooted in. What I love about Jesus is that he didn't allow the good things he was doing to keep him from relationship. Here's this verse, Luke 15, or 515. We read it a while ago, but I wanna read the first part of it. It says, but despite Jesus's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. So God, Jesus is doing great things, right? He's healing people, things are happening, crowds are gathering around him, doing lots of good things. But notice what it tags on at the end. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He didn't just do all the good things and get so busy with that that he lost the relationship. He was doing the right things, doing the good things, but yet he still often made time to withdraw to the wilderness for prayer. Here's what the enemy would love to do. He'd love nothing more than to get you so busy doing good things that you neglect a relationship with God. That's what he wants to do. He can get you so busy that you lose the relationship. He's rendered you ineffective in your life. And what happens so many times is that when we do that, we get so caught up into religion that we end up in disillusionment. And here's what happens. This is a freebie. I didn't even think I was going to say this, but I'm going to, y'all are the good crowd today. So I'm going to give you some good stuff. All right. Here's the thing. We, we're, we live in a society right now that is disillusioned. Right? And we live in a society right now that is completely separated from um, beginning to tear down everything. Right? We have this idea of deconstruction where we're, we're pulling everything down and, and we're losing so much of our, our faith in some things that we have. And I'll tell you where it begins so many times is because we've lived in a mindset of religion rather than relationship. Because if you're going to stay connected to God, it's got to be about relationship. But when the enemy begins to convince us right, that it's all about what I do, what is that a recipe for? That's a a recipe for feeling overwhelmed. That's a recipe for feeling disillusioned. That's a recipe because we realize I can't do right. I can't keep all these things done. All this is fake. All this is nothing. There's no power in this. There, this thing is just pointless. This is worthless. How is this religion different than any other religion? And what that does is begins to draw us into a place in society where we are right now, where everything just keeps and our beliefs and all these things crumble. Right, but why? It's because it's not rooted in relationship. 
We have a lot of people who know a lot about God, but they don't know God. You think about the president, right? You got President Biden. You know a lot about President Biden, but you don't know him. At least I don't think you do. If you do, let me know and let's go meet him. Right? But I think so many times what we do is we, 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 we fall into that. But when everything is rooted in relationship, that's what it changes. It's what keeps you rooted. See, the enemy would love nothing more, like I said, to pull you over here. But here's what I full-heartedly believe, that there are people in here right now. I believe that there are a lot of us in here that we are at a place where we are weary. You're weary and you're a little wore out because you have done the right things, but you have missed out on the joy and the rest and the peace of God that only comes through relationship. And I'll tell you, that's the thing that I personally have to fight in my life. I'm a doer. I'm an action guy. I'm going to go do things, right? Uh, you tell me what to do. God's word tells me what to do. I'm going to go do it. You tell me how to, how to live my life. I'm going to try to go do those things. But I get so caught up that I get weary at the end and I realize I missed it. This week we had staff meeting. We were, uh, this stuff was already mulling in me over this week. And uh, we do a lot of things at staff meeting, right? We, we, we've set a lot of, we do a lot of things for the church. We talk through things. And this week we came in and we said, we're going to start off. We're all going to get in different parts of the church. And we're just going to spend some time with God and pray and seek his heart. And then we came back together and did the things. I think it's a microcosm of who we got to be. Who we got to be. We got to be people that seek a relationship with God. So here's where I want to leave you today. Today's not complicated. Today's not this amazingly deep thing. Here's what it is. It's just a plea to you. It's don't miss relationship. Here's, here's one other freebie I'll give you. Luke 5.15, bring that scripture back up. One thing I want you to know just in this is it says this. It says at the back end, it says, but Jesus often, everybody say often, withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Don't make a relationship with God and spending time with God a check mark that you just got to bounce once a year. I mean, you know, relationships don't really grow through, uh, <laughs> through just, if I told Casey, like, hey, I love you a lot. Let's be married. I will see you once a year, and I will check you off my box, and then I'm going to go do whatever I want. How hey, you know that's not going to work very well? <laughs> right? But a marriage and a relationship is grown through consistent relationship. Wanting to know somebody. Wanting to love somebody. And I'll tell you, it changed, marriage changed my life. When I began to know somebody and love somebody, they began to change it. And I can tell you so much more with God. Often, don't let it become just a check mark and a one-time thing that you do, but seek him. So here's where I wanna leave you, is I truly believe that your life will change when you pursue a real relationship with God. That's my plea for you today. There is direction in your life that you will not gain outside of relationship. I can tell you, I, I can tell you story upon story upon story about where God spoke to my heart or where God gave me some direction in my life and about how those moments completely shifted and changed my life and why. It was because I had learned how to hear his voice and know him and he began to guide and direct my life. And I will tell you, you will miss those moments if you don't have a relationship. God wants to give you direction. God wants to work in your life. There will be peace that you will miss in your life if you don't have relationship.
Because the peace of God doesn't come because, once again, because I've done it right, but the peace of God comes because I have a father who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, and who cares about me. It comes through relationship. There's a joy that you're gonna miss in your life that only comes through relationship. There's a rest in your life that only comes through relationship. So maybe you're in here and maybe you're far from God. Maybe, maybe you're saved, but yet you just feel distant. I'll tell you, that's me at times, right? Where I, I believe the things, I do the things, I walk the things, but I've done that so much that I've neglected relationship and all of a sudden I feel this distance. Maybe you're in here today and God just bluntly has become a last priority. You got so many things on the priority list, so many things that you're trying to keep afloat, so many, right, um, what is it, little, little uh, what do they call plates that you're trying to spin and keep up and you're doing all these things that God has become a last priority in your life. Make today the day that you say, hey, this is the day I'm gonna change. I think about time with God kind of like a tithe. Right? You think about the way that, that God teaches us about everything, that in the first things that we have, that we give back to him and that he does more with the portion than we could ever do on our own with the whole. Right? That's the whole mentality of giving to God is that when we give to him and we honor him and we make him Lord of our life, that he does more with the portion that we have left than we could ever do with the whole on our own. And I say it's the same way with your time. If you feel like, I, don't, I ain't got time for this. Like, pastor, you don't realize what I do. You don't see my schedule. You don't know. I, I would say this, test God. Test God. Begin to see what, how relationship changes your mind, how it changes your life. And if you can come to a place where it says, hey, I'm gonna pursue you, right? How much more he can do with the rest of your life if you devote that portion to him. Relationship. It'll change everything. So maybe you're in here and you feel distant. Maybe he's been a last priority. Today is the day to change. Make a decision today that says, I'm gonna do things differently. And I was talking to my dad last night. My parents are here. And I was talking to my dad last night. And one of the things that he taught us when we were a kid is that you decide what you're gonna do in a moment before, before you ever get into action. So we talked a lot about that temptation. We talked about that as a kid is that, hey, before you ever get into a situation where you're gonna be tempted with something, choose what you're gonna do before you ever get into the situation. Because if you're trying to make the decision on the fly, you're gonna choose the wrong thing probably every single time. You know what I'm saying? But if you made the decision ahead of time, when you get there, it's not, what am I going to do, right? But it's the idea of, I've made the decision. I know who I am. I know what I'm going to do. And I would say this with this, what we're talking about today, spending time with God. Make the decision now for what you're going to do for the rest of your life. If you walk out of here and say, oh, okay, that was cool. I'll try to figure this out. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get busy. Noise is going to be coming. All these things are going to be happening. And you're going to get down the year, 10 years down the road. And go, Man, I really done that. And you're going to miss out on so much of the blessing and the goodness and the graciousness of God in your life that could have came through relationship because you didn't make that priority. And so I would say this today, real talk, right? We're the, we're the, we're the skeleton crew. We're the people I can, I can talk to you real today. You walk out of here and you do that, you're not going to do it. 
You're not gonna spend that time with God. Make a decision today that you say, today is the moment that I'm gonna change. Today is the moment that I'm gonna find on my schedule time to spend with God. Today is the day that I'm gonna stop having this mindset of religion ruling my life and I'm gonna become a person that is devoted to relationship. And here's the beautiful thing that I want you to grasp today is this, is that when everything comes through relationship, that everything else comes from that. What does God say? He says, seek first the kingdom of God of God and then everything else will come after that. It's not this idea of you get relationship and you lose out on the right things and you lose this, but the avenue for God to work in your life is relationship. Seek him, seek him first, everything else. Make a decision today. I challenge you, do it today. Let today be the moment that you run back to God. When I was thinking about this whole thing, I was thinking about the story of the prodigal son. Right? And you, you think about the story of the prodigal son where, where he came back to his father. But there was a moment where he was in the pigsty and he said, man, I'm going to go back to my father. Let today be that day for you. Let today be that moment for you. Bow your head, close your eyes. I want to pray for you this morning. God, we thank you that you love us so much that you want to have a relationship with us, that, that we screw it up, that we fail, that we, we got imperfections, but yet you, the perfect God, want to have a relationship with us. So God, I pray for everybody in here today. People in here that just feel distant, just feel a little lost, feel a little weary. I feel like we've lost that connection to you, God. I pray that you show up. I pray that as you go to them this week, as they come to you to spend time with you, that as they open up their hearts, their feelings, they, they just talk to you. God, I pray that you will show up in that moment, that you will make yourself known. God, we thank you in your word that it says that when we seek you, that you will make sure that we find you. So God, today we dedicate ourselves, our lives. We say, we're gonna follow you. We're gonna seek you. God, we trust you to show up. We're gonna make room for you in our lives. God, we know that you'll do something powerful with it. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.